listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, my re- my relocated co-host, I should say, Tanner. You got the jerseys hanging behind you. It looks good. Great to be here with you, my man. How are you doing? I'm good, Casey. Uh, Bucks won four in a row. Milwaukee Bucks uh, on the three at the tied for the second seed, looking to catch the one seed in both conferences. I mean, in both divisions. And, uh, yeah, uh, life is good when your sports teams are as good as mine and yours. You're sitting pretty. I'm kind of sitting pretty. Obviously, my guy my guy and Steph Curry did just break the all-time three-point record. Warriors are top two, top one team in the entire league. Cowboys, number one in their in their division. Obviously, not too much to complain. I know Cowboys did get a dub. You know, we, we, we take dubs here. No, no, no. Don't uh, apologize no, for wins. Yeah, no apologies here for sure. We don't apologize for those, but – you know, sometimes it goes deeper than the W. I feel like we kind of have to start out with that a little bit. You know, are we worried about Dak and his recent play? Let's start the show off with that as well as, you know, continuing on with our week 14 takeaways. Talk about Tampa, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a big win over your local uh, Buffalo Bills. Got to talk about that. You got a foot kind yeah, of weird game for me. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who to root for. And then the Ravens obviously can't catch a break. Lamar Jackson hurts his ankle. I, I got to talk a little bit about that, you know, before we move on to our picks of the week to wrap up stuff here in the first half. I went three and one this past week. Tanner, having to copy me, also went three and one this past week. Uh, so move, moving his lead even larger than what it was. Uh, or I guess staying, staying about the same, though, because I also went three and one. Either way, keeping the lead that he already had, trying to catch him. I, w- I would say I'm back, but. I don't think I ever left, to be honest with you, Tanner. I think I'm still 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 competing there. But yeah, we'll wrap up stuff here in the first half of the show, given as usual our picks of the week. And then Tanner, some pretty interesting stuff though going on in the second half of the show today. Yeah, in the second half of the show, we're gonna talk about who we think are the three wild card teams in both conferences in the NFL. The wild card race is kind of heating up in both conferences. A whole lot of teams jockeying for three positions. Are all three of these teams going to be good? Who knows? No, we can answer but, that. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about AFC and <laughs> NFC wild card race. And then to finish the show, we're doing some Steph talk, some Steph legacy talk. He breaks the all time three point record. Uh, and that's Casey's guy. I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about him. I have a decent amount to say about a top two point guard all time. Not sure if he is two. We'll get, we'll wait for it. Wait till the very end of the show. We'll talk about it. But Taylor, let's start with my Dallas Cowboys. Okay. First though, this past weekend, we had a pretty, I would not even pretty, we had a very entertaining slate of games. I dare to say this past week. Uh, the first afternoon, the first set of the afternoon games wasn't incredible. Uh, Dallas ended up being close. 
at the end, and Cleveland ends up being close at the end. But besides that, it was blowouts across the board in the first set of games. But, yeah, after that, the games were incredible. Even the game against, uh, what, Minnesota, and I think it was the Steelers, that was on Thursday night. Pretty yeah, high scoring when didn't necessarily see that coming, yeah. you know? So Yeah, if you're me, you turn off the game and it's 29-0. And then decide you know you're gonna watch overhead. Decide you know you're, the decide you're gonna watch a movie, <laughs> and then you see Ian Rappaport tweet like, if you turn the game off and it was twenty nine zero, you might want to turn it back on. And the Steelers should have won that game after being down twenty nine zero, but Chase Claypool decides to do a little celebration there oh with thirty five seconds left, kind of costing his team valuable seconds. He's they get down to the ten yard line, they run out of time on first down play. If he doesn't do that celebration, the ball doesn't bounce 15 yards away. They get two extra tries at that end zone, and they drop the touchdown. Yeah, probably. I I think they at least get one more shot. I think, and you still got to get you still got to get the two point conversion. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot to go their way to win that game. But he took it it all on him. But he did make it a lot worse for their situation. He didn't help in any way, and that's that's just a I don't say a punk move, but just irresponsible. Like 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 like. How, do you, how are you doing that when you know clock's running? We don't have time. I'm just going to sit here and flex real quick. And then, and then in the post-game conference, he talks about how if his lineman or someone else would have done something better or different, maybe they would have had more time on the clock. Yeah, he said what cost him time wasn't the celebration. It was that the ball got knocked away from, from the By the lineman the going center. to get the yeah. ball because he was celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So it, it, I, don't, I don't love it. Uh, that that's just a, a messy situation there. Hopefully they can move on. Hopefully he can learn from that. Uh, Rams though, statement victory almost on Monday night, beating the Arizona Cardinals when last time they played, it wasn't even too close. Right. So good for the Rams. It's like kind of getting their name back in the contenders uh, talk back in the contender situation, you could say. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk about my Dallas Cowboys. Let's, let's start with Dallas. They did get a must-needed, a must-needed victory against Washington. If they lose that game, it's honestly a conversation as far as who's going to win the division. You know, so they had to win that one. It's a must-win game. They go and get it. They were up twenty-four to zero at half. Only ended up winning twenty-seven to twenty. Okay, so you don't love the second half points, but they only scored three points in the second half. Uh, but Tanner, let's talk about Dak. Last four games played, he has four touchdowns. Five interceptions, a 76 passer rating, not good at all. Are you worried right now for Dak and the and in the uh, Dallas offense? We'll start with you. Um, it's a tough question. Uh, Dak has only had one 300 yard game in his last or since week six, which seems like so long ago. He's had one one game with over that many yards, and it was a loss. So you can see that Dak isn't playing up to what we've seen Dak do. Dak is the type of guy that has put up 500 yards in the past. So to see him run this kind of shell, he just kind of looks like a shell of himself of what 100%. he has been. He's a guy that when he's playing as good as he can on this Cowboys team, they're as good as anybody in the NFL. So 100%. Dak 100%. is kind of what is – holding this team back a little bit from succeeding as much as they can. I'm not necessarily worried. I believe Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. So I think he's going to turn it around at least somewhat and play a little better. And that's really kind of all they need. The the Cowboys, I I wasn't as discouraged by this Cowboys loss as you were. 
Uh, the win, you mean by the win? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but either way. We might as well have lost. It almost felt like that at the end of the day. We, we take dubs. We take dubs, as we said. I, I will take it and run. Um, but, yeah, man, when you're watching Dak play, it just kind of seems like he is healthy. He's healthy. He's running on the ankle just fine. So don't people are trying to say maybe he's not 100%. No, he, he's 100%. He's feeling fine. He's moving fine. That's not the issue. He's in his head. Like, I I, I don't know what he's, he's in his own head. He's not as confident in the pocket. His decision-making is nowhere near as quick nor as efficient. He's taken way too much time to get the ball out of the pocket. He's not moving as, as well in the pocket as he was in the first seven games of the season. I don't necessarily know what the issue is. He's in his own head. I think he can snap out of it because, like you said, what we saw uh, for him, from him in the first half of the season, the first seven games, first seven games, a decent sample size, 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 108 passer rating. He was playing great football. Yeah, like, sure. You know, so like – Yeah, so I feel like if he can just get what he was playing with at that Back point, to that, right? That's yeah, exactly – Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Like he, and it's definitely possible. We saw just, you know, just several a month ago. You could even say a couple a month and a half ago, he was playing. He was playing, you know, some a much better football. But it's not just his fault. I do want to give him a little bit of suck. He's, he's, you know, a couple of interceptions he's thrown. Terrible decision making. Those are on him. As far as the overall offense, you know, being a little underwhelming the past several weeks. It's not all on Dak because the receivers and, and it does he goes does go along with him a little bit, but the, the receivers don't seem to be on the same page. As Dak at this point, it seems like a couple of times, you know, you should have taken that route. You should have turned a couple of yards sooner. You, sh- you should have went in this open area on the field where it's wide open, where, you know, the, the, the defenders aren't aren't taking you there. So there, there are parts where it's, yes, that's on the receiver. Other than obviously you're looking at Dak for sure, but some parts are on the receivers that they're not running the right routes at times. They're not running them the right way. And then the play calling from Kellen Moore, as I think, I think I've been talking about this for several weeks, maybe even a month on this podcast, now that Kellen Moore has been inconsistent with his play calling. He's been trying to do too much. He's been almost a little too pretty with it, it seems like. Too consistent. He gets away from the run game way too soon. So it's not all on the shoulders of Dak Prescott, though it kind of seems that way when you're looking at the stats. Also, it does kind of seem that way. And then the couple of bad interceptions, like I said, four touchdowns to five interceptions, I would say most of that is also on deck. So I, was, I would say a good 60 to 65, 70, even you could say is on deck, but there's a 30% where it's like, okay, the rest of the team also does have to get in check. But Tanner, he's not the only quarterback to go through a slump this year. You know, people yeah, are kind of saying no. like, like what? Every uh, quarterback has had bad game. Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a, a touchdown in back-to-back games. Matthew Stafford had a three-game uh, stretch where they lost three straight through five touchdowns and five interceptions. Josh Allen has had, I feel like b- before he played, I think he played pretty okay, pretty well against Tampa. I don't, I'm not gonna say that, that was a bad performance by him by any means, no, but Josh Allen played super well. But he, he had a bad, he said he had a bad month. I remember that that loss to the Jags. Uh, he, he had a bad few few week stretch as well. Uh, what's his name? Russell Wilson. As soon as he got back from injury, had several ter- three of the worst games of his career. So there's a lot of games, a lot of guys out there who've had just as bad a slump as Dak has. And we've seen some some of them already, you know, start to get out of those slumps. And I'm thinking Dak's going to do the exact same thing. On the bright side, though, Tanner, before we get to your bucks, on the bright side, uh, they now have a healthy defensive line for the first time all season long. Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, uh, ne- Neville Gallimore. They had five sacks on Sunday, and I think they're just going to continue to get better the more they play together. So that is one bright spot for this Cowboy team right now. 
Such yeah, a weird no. thing to say, too, right? Their defense is playing the best right now. As yeah, as they have the, what's kind of starting to seem likely on their defense, the defense player of the year, Michael Parsons. He's a rookie, and he, he might is, be the best he is. He is. He's the defensive player of the year. He's got almost as many sacks, more tackles, you know, half, half the rushes as those other guys. He does next to anything, next to everything on the field. He's all over it. He, he would have my vote. He's definitely sure. in the conversation. He, he's top three, top two at the very least. Now, on to your Buccaneers. Okay, they beat Buffalo in overtime. I don't love the fact that it did go to overtime, you know, but they Still did covered. get the win. Cover, hey, covered. I was I was thinking of you. It was, you know, a tie game. I was like, oh, I don't know if Tanner was going to hit on this on, on this bet for, for Tampa. But, yeah, they, they end up scoring that late touchdown. They cover. They win 33-27. to 27. I uh, didn't love the 21-point turnaround by Buffalo. But, again, I saw Cowboy, Dallas do the exact same thing. But, Tanner, when I was watching the game, let me know what you think. When I was watching the game, I this is what I was going through my mind. This is my end result, okay? They have reclaimed their status, in my eyes, as just the number one best team in football. Not just the NFC, in football. Yeah, I – You got to agree with that, me. Yeah, here. I thought, thought the same thing when I was watching this game. When the offense – needs to score is there any i feel like there's no doubt they do (laughs) they do they're the highest scoring team in the nfl they score more points than anybody by what's becoming a decent amount yeah they're the number one team by far yeah for sure number one passing team yeah yeah tom brady's the front runner for mvp he's the mvp (laughs) the your run game gonna get your brown back Leonard fournette's hot Chris Godwin is not only the second leading receiver in the NFL, That's nice. also is essentially playing tackle for the Bucks. He's just road grading out there in the run game and on screens. Uh, like defense is getting healthier. Yeah, yeah, the defense is healthy now. We're playing Richard Sherman at safety. Yeah, he's because, you yeah, know why exactly, not exactly exactly trying stuff out there. Uh, we're about to get Mike Edwards back from suspension. We're about to get Jordan Whitehead back healthy. Yeah, this Bucks team's getting healthy. Their defense is flying around. The offense looks unstoppable at times. Yeah, I think it's the best. I think it's the best team in football. They have to be, man. Especially with Arizona losing this past week, Kyler not playing well whatsoever. They have the MVP. They have the best team, the, the most balanced team in in the NFL. Yeah, man, it's it's tough to argue, and they should definitely be favorites to at least get to the Super Bowl, if not be Super Bowl champs, go back to back, which is kind of crazy. Last thing to last thing to go back to back, Patriots. Yeah, Patriots, uh, the second and third Super Bowl against yeah, the Eagles and the Panthers. There you go. So we'll see if Tom can do it again, a second time in his career. It would be very impressive. That would be wild, like twenty years apart. Does he have anything left to prove? No. <laughs> okay, no, but it just it just makes him even more untouchable when you're talking about the football greats, you know, doing something like that a couple of times. It's absolutely crazy. It really is. And you guys are in prime position to maybe even maybe even get the number one seed in the NFC, get that yeah. first round by. It's yeah, Arizona possible. Arizona losing opens up a big opportunity for the Bucks because we have the tiebreaker over Arizona right now. And Green Bay, we just need to lose one game. Are they going to be favored in all their games for this season? Yes. Yeah. But they play <laughs> tough games. If Lamar Jackson is playing this week, 
that's a tough game against the they play close ravens are always ravens. playing it close if play the plays. browns the browns can beat anyone this uh, yeah and we've seen this team lose to a team like the vikings so they can slip up and so if they just lose one time and the bucks play the saints the panthers the panthers and the jets still so Four they're wins, wins, presumably so you know if the packers lose one game and we went out we get the one seed I think it's very possible, and I definitely um, think you guys, based off your schedule, you guys have the easiest route to get there. But the thing you can't control is one that sucks. You, you know, other people are gonna are gonna kind of control your destiny, whether or not they lose, whether or not they win or lose, right? So that's something you can't control. Something that is really annoying. Uh, also, probably the most important thing, though, at this point in time, like you need the Packers to lose because uh, and, and, it's, it's more, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion. You're going to win all these four games because it's the NFL and anything can happen, but you're by far the favorite. And I would say in every game you're going to play, right. As are the Packers, right. And as we said for them, anything can happen, but yeah, they could definitely will find themselves with the first round by having to win two games at home to go to their second Super Bowl in, you know, in back to back seasons. Right. So that, that's a great point to be. No wonder you're feeling like you're at the top of the world right now. On the other side of it, though, for Buffalo, right, I was impressed with their second-half performance. They outscored the Bucs. Incredible. In the 24, half. 24 to 3, they outscored the Bucs in yeah. the second half. They were the better team in the second half, yeah, you know? Sure. So Yeah, this, this Bills team, Josh Allen, Josh Allen looked incredible in the second half. He looked, Put him on his it was, back, it was, man. It was some of the best football I've seen anybody play this year and i think that's what the bills needed to see and this bill seems going to be a wild card team it's looking like at this point yeah so what you want to see is this team playing some good football promising football going into the postseason i kind of feel like that's what you saw like i feel like this is going to kind of jumpstart them for the rest of the season get their offense going hopefully they can carry that into the postseason i feel like season's not over people were acting like the sky is falling for the Bills, and I don't think that's true. AFC, the AFC is wide open. Yeah, I think it's sure. absolutely wide open, and as I long agree. as you can get there, I think I think anyone has as good a chance as anybody, quite frankly, right? So it's wide open. As long as you get there, you have a fighting chance. One thing that really stands out, and I think you, you talked about this weeks ago, I think even when they played the Patriots, it could have been, could have been before then even, uh, no run game, man. Like nothing. They ran the ball outside of Josh Allen. They ran the ball seven times, and one of those was like a twenty-yard run by Singletary. It's like okay, you could have one of them a, was a fake punt. Yeah, exactly. So you could have a little bit more of success if you you know continue, stick at it. So it is frustrating. They got to get that going though if they want a chance at, at, at postseason success. You know. Yeah, for sure. You can't win in. January, if you're not able to run the ball successfully, and this Bills team has been able to able to do that, but Josh Allen showed that if you run him, he's really good at it. So he had over 100 yards, you know. Yeah. So he he can do it himself. But you would hope that your quarterback doesn't have to be your leading rusher, okay? Uh, at times, right when you need, when you also when you also need him to throw the ball 50 times. All right, so you, you kind of want to give him a, a little bit of slack when you can. He's the second highest paid player in the NFL. Like, hey, that's fair. Going to be high. That's fair, man. That's fair. And uh, 
Let's move on, though. Before we get to our picks of the week, I really quickly want to touch on the Ravens, just the fact that they can't catch a break. Lamar with the ankle injury, questionable, could play. People are saying it's looking like he is going to play, but questionable for next week against the Packers. And since I did call them a contender just a few weeks ago when we did contender, pretender, and again, if Lamar never gets hurt and they don't continue to get in, to have injuries in their secondary, I think I stick with that. But with everything that's happened the last several weeks and – it, it didn't seem like anything, you know, anything more could happen, but it has. And w- with the ankle injury to Lamar, uh, you know, uh, such a run, so, so dependent on the run, I, I have to say that you no, know, this is too many injuries to overcome, and I no longer think this is a team that could contend for a Super Bowl or even contend in the AFC. I just, it's disappointing. I, I don't, I, I, it's kind of hard for me to say that because I like the Ravens and, and Lamar so much, but it's just not, not this year, man, not this year. Yeah, it's sounding like Lamar is going to play even Sunday, and that would be huge for the Ravens. But even then, this team's just so banged up, and they have ones of close games. It's not looking incredible for them right now. But if, if Lamar's there, I still think they have a shot. You said pretender last time we talked about him. But so. the AFC, I think, is even more wide open than I than you thought. Yeah. Really? Okay. I like I like that actually. I, I kind of like that aspect of it. But but if I mean if, if he's if, banged I, up, I mean, I mean if Tyler Huntley's their quarterback, I don't believe in them. Even I mean, if he Lamar has good, a bum ankle. No. Yeah. Like even if, if he's eighty he percent, if he can't run, I feel I don't believe in them. And if you have a twisted angle, you know, or whatever, whatever the injury may be, if I don't know, hurt. Josh Allen apparently had a sprained foot and he ran all over the Bucks. All right. Well, I could be wrong. Ankle injuries, though. I've had some ankle injuries in my past, and those are a not a fun time to deal with. I'm actually dealing with a wrist thing right now, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Not to compare myself to these professional athletes. I'm just going to leisure world and work and lifting some weights, obviously, and stuff, right? But uh, not great. And if his if his ankles like that, like I said, I he he had to be a hundred percent. He was the only reason. These these games were close in some of these matchups, right? So I just don't I don't buy it. I'm I'm out. Sadly, I am out on the Ravens. Um, but if it's cool with you, picks of the week. Yeah, I'm done. All right. So I had another nice week. So did Tanner. We both went three and one. Uh I am 28, 27, and one. Tanner, you are 31, 24, and one. So still just that solid three lead on me. I need a I need a, I need a zero and four or a one and three from Tanner to really no. get get back in this thing. I, I need something to happen. It's crazy here. that you're actively rooting against your friend. Yeah, you're my friend for sure. But like, there's like all's fair in love and war, my friend. That's that's kind of that's kind of what they say. And I lost the last time we had some sort of wager. Okay, I gotta I gotta somewhat try and get save my dignity on this and, and try to come back and get this one. I got to, even though your Tampa Bay Buck, it was a little a little courageous for me to take my uh, Cowboys not taking the points on opening night, not to you know brag or anything like that. But let's get the picks of the week. Okay, over under using total points scored. Okay, we'll start with we'll start with our over and Tanner. We will start with you. What game are you looking at as far as the over for total points scored? Um, I have the Vikings versus the Bears at 44. We just saw this Bears team with the capability of putting up a decent amount of points against the Packers defense. That's a lot I was surprised. <laughs> I was did not see that and coming. Get out of your head what you thought this Bears defense was. It's not the Bears defense from 2017. If you're wondering, this Bears defense is bad. 
they're going to let up a bunch of points to this Vikings offense that's super talented. So I think Vikings just scored a bunch too. Yeah, you know, Vikings just scored thirty plus on on the uh, Steelers, obviously on Thursday night, right? So yeah, so both teams playing defenses that are worse than the ones they just played, and true. Yeah, so and they just both scored a bunch of points, so I don't get why this line's so low. Yeah, I like it. Probably could be decently high scoring. I am looking at again for the second consecutive week, my Dallas Cowboys. It worked out for me this past week, hoping I can get it to work in my favor here again. Uh, but Cowboys Giants, okay, they play each other in, in division game. The line is set at 44 and a half. Thought that was a little low. I know Dallas has had some offensive woes. You know, they've been inconsistent offensively, especially Dak, as we just got done talking about. And I thought the offensive outburst, I thought the big offensive game was going to happen last week. It did not. But, hey, no better time than to come out and do it against New York, the Giants, who are just at the Bad. bottom of the food chain right now. You know, so not, not, and there's not a good time, not as good a time as, as right now. Uh, they got to get their confidence back right here before they play the Cardinals in a couple of weeks uh, in division games like Washington again and the Eagles to end the, the regular season. So they got to get their, their confidence offensively back right now. The defense is getting takeaways or they're healthier now, so we, as we saw against Washington, getting back to getting those takeaways. And I think Dallas will do most of the work themselves. At least I'm hoping getting to 44 last time they play, they almost dropped 40 on them. I think they do the same thing this time. Get some confidence back over 44 and a half for Cowboys and the Giants. We'll see. All right. What about your under? Under. Uh, this was kind of tough. I didn't like any of the unders, but when I was looking through, I saw these two teams playing, two of the lowest scoring teams in football. So I kind of felt like I had to pick them. Uh, the Jets in Miami at 42 and a half. Like I said, Jets were averaging 17 points a game, Miami at 19. Didn't like too many other te- too many other uh, lines here, so I got Jets Miami under forty two and a half. I also took Jets Dolphins forty two and a half as hey, my there it is. Smart man. This I think this Dolphins team is sneaky. They're finding themselves. You know, then the defense is red hot. I think they're gonna shut down the Jets completely. The Jets offense stinks. I think this Dolphins. Off defense is just as good as Saints defense, and it was they just scored nine points at home, right? And the Dolphins aren't gonna put up forty. Their offense isn't capable of putting up forty. So twenty five, yeah. So you know, maybe like a twenty five to six game. I like it. I I'm open for the exact same thing. Obviously, so yeah, we both have under forty two and a half there. Let's move on to our favorite and our underdog using the point spread. Okay, using the point spread, favorite underdog. So favorite, Tanner, what team are you looking at this week is kind of a lock to win or a lock to cover at least? I have the 49ers at eight and a half. I know it's a big line, but it against is. the Falcons, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to pick him apart or what? Hook up something mean against the Falcons. I think we're going to see some bully ball from the 49ers against – the Falcons. I think this Falcons seems like the worst six and seven team ever. They got before. some wins though. <laughs> they did. It's insane. But they've never they haven't beaten any right good teams. No, they're beat. They're beating other bad teams, which I gave them a slight nod for for sure. But this but is not a good team, team. Is a lot better than them, and I think yeah. they're gonna yeah. show that today. 
I mean, show eight, that this week. Eight and a half is big. So obviously over a touchdown, you're, you're hoping for about a 10 point game more than likely right there. But we'll, we'll have to see if they can hold them. Uh, by far, though, San Fran is the better team in this matchup, without a doubt. I hate to say it, but I like Green Bay this weekend. Okay, not sure how many times I've said that on the show, but I like Green Bay against Baltimore. The line is at uh, minus four and a half. And from what we're hearing about Baltimore, more people continue to drop off that roster, drop out of that, drop out of that starting lineup. Lamar banged up. I'm not sure. Lamar also might not even play. So who knows if Lamar Jackson is even going to be under under center for the Ravens. Secondary is banged up, and I think Rodgers is going to exploit that. I think the Packers win by a touchdown here. Four and a half. I'm like, yeah, I think they win by at least seven. So I like them. Yeah, I think you have to take the Packers in this game, especially at this point. If you don't know about Lamar Jackson, I think they're going to beat the Ravens regardless. Yeah, either way, but, Packers. But but if there's a chance Lamar doesn't play, this is the – Easiest line ever. It is in Baltimore, so I, you know it's it's not like it's in Green Bay or anything anything like that. But yeah, if they're not going to be with with their starting uh, quarterback, their number one best player, and if that guy's not at a hundred percent on on an already banged up team, advantage by far goes goes to Green Bay here. Uh, let's move on though. It's an underdog, obviously. What are you looking at for a team that is not favored to win, but you think deserves a little more slack this week, huh? Uh, I got the Patriots plus two against the Colts. Why are the Patriots not it's in Indy. To beat the Colts? Who cares? It's in Indy. It's in Indy. I don't know. They, they have the best running back in the league right now. Uh, They're putting up okay. some points. They're putting up some points, you know. Not sure. more than the Patriots. No, nah, over there. Uh, the Patriots have the number recently, one. Have, but... The Patriots have an incredible defense. They have the number one defense. They have the number one defense in the league. The number one defense, yes. Only allowing 15 points a game right now. And this Colts offense, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's good, but they're not that dynamic. I don't think they're going to do much against the Patriots, and I think the Patriots – think they win gonna, this game? I think the Patriots' offense is going to – yeah, I think they're going to win the game outright for sure. Plus, I thought the Patriots would be like three-and-a-half-point favorites. Really? I thought it, I thought maybe a point. Or two, I think maybe a two-point favorite would have been fair for New England. Um, but yeah, the fact that they are underdogs here, I like it. I I was debating that that very pick. I decided to go Bengals plus one and a half against. The I Broncos. almost took that. Well, there we go. So we're both looking at both of them. Both of them have to be somewhat doable. Both, both, you know, neither is bad. Neither is a bad pick here in this situation. Bengals, though, they need a bounce back win to keep those playoff chances alive. And I, th- I think they're going to do just that. And and I think they're just the better team in this matchup against Denver. So there we go. Yeah, I think Denver's not nearly as good as the record says <laughs> they are. Nice, nice, nice. But, He's wearing a uh, boulder. He's wearing a boulder hoodie right now. He's just trying to flex on that. Can't flex the boulder. No, what, what are you talking about there? No. But, yeah, I, I don't believe in this Broncos team. They're a, a little overrated, I think. For a little sure. overrated. 100%. Yeah, they, they can run the ball and they can play defense, but they're not better than the Bengals. Hundred percent not. 100% not. Right? See, I, I, like, I like Cincinnati there. Uh, what about game of the week? Okay, so the game of the week. Uh, I'm going Chiefs-Chargers on Thursday yeah, same, night. Same. Thursday night football. Yeah, but I think Chiefs-Chargers is the game of the week. It's for the AFC West lead. Right. So that's big. And, I, and probably whoever wins this probably wins the division. 
at least the uh, odds are going to go in their favor. And the and Chargers, that, obviously. Still I, think, the, uh, I, th- I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm going with the Chargers here. I don't know. I think the Chargers might get the upset. I was debating doing Chargers plus three in this instance. If the line got to like four, three. I almost went four, Chiefs minus three. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to keep it close. And if anyone can, you know, I, I have faith in, in, in Justin Herbert here. So if Mahomes does have a good game, which he did this past week, a pretty good game. They dropped 48 points. I want to give him a little bit of credit there for sure. Uh, they're, they're really good against the Raiders, Tanner. They're really, really, really good against the Raiders. Pretty gonna, good against other teams too. But There are going to uh, be more Chiefs fans in L.A. than there will be Chargers fans. Yeah, hundred percent. Chargers good. always have away games. Every, every yeah. game they play are away games. And the Chiefs Nothing new. travel well. Like they're Nothing gonna new. be. A, it's like a home game for the Chiefs. Yeah, probably is hundred percent. So either way, I I still like LA. I think they're gonna keep it close at the very least. It was cool see, with, well, go ahead, go ahead. You want to see uh, Tyree Kill running fast on some really fast turf down there in LA? He probably will, to be honest, if they can get that spark going to their offense. Those they, They've been lacking a lot of those big plays that they were patented, you know, known for this season. We'll see if the they can pull season. any off. I hope so. Tanner, if I see it, I, I'm begging. I'm begging the Chiefs to let me come around. Like, hey, let me like you. Let me – because I picked them to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, Tanner. I'm like, I'm like I just hate the Chiefs. I, I want them to win me back. They're not doing it yet. I got to I gotta see it against the Chargers. If we see what we just saw last week, again, that's a bit much. I, I don't even need to see that. If I see a convincing victory, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit closer to getting sold if I see a nice offensive performance against a real defense. That is what I want to see. Either way, though, Tanner, Chargers fighting uh, for to stay in that wild card race as well, maybe fighting to get out of the wild card race a little bit too. So they have a lot to play for here in this scenario. That's and it's th- Thursday night football game of the week. Kind of disappointing. It's on Thursday, not on Sunday. Uh, but I'll 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 take a nice game on Thursday night, though. Even though I'm gonna be seeing Spider Man, so I'm not even gonna be I'm not even gonna be yeah, watching this game. Right. <laughs> More than likely, you know, so I'm, not, I'm not even watching the game of the week. Oh man! But yeah, probably me either. Yeah, I think we're gonna be seeing Spidey that, swinging around. We're gonna see we three be- Spider Man swinging around. That's what we're going to mention. That COVID is going crazy in the NFL right now. And the NBA. Yeah. And so we the could, NBA. We could see lines move like crazy for these games come Sunday. These are just what the lines were, you know. Yeah, right our- now, as, as we're recording on a Tuesday night, obviously, yeah, you know, but. To, to, so, to touch on that COVID thing, before we could be like big underdogs. Yeah, to, to touch on that COVID issue, though, before we go to break, the NBA has had uh, the Lakers just canceled their practice due to COVID concerns. The Bulls don't even have eight active players due to the COVID going around their roster. It's a thing, you know. It's going around. It's not just an NBA issue, not just an NFL issue. You know, it's going around all around us, right? So anything can happen. Your favorite team's game could be canceled the very next night. Uh, hoping for best luck. And uh, health for everyone in the NBA and the NFL, obviously, going through all of these struggles at this point in time. It's cool with you, though, Tanner. Let's take a short break, come back, talking about we'll stick with the NFL. We'll come back and talk about the teams we think are going to make the NFL or the uh, NFC and the AFC uh, wild card spots. How about, how's that sound? Sounds great. All right, guys, keep it locked on. We'll be right back.
All right, and welcome back. As we said in the first half of the show, continuing on talking about the NFL, breaking down, though, the wild card spot races, because despite just three spots being open, there, there's a list of teams that could very well, you know, get, get into one of those last three spots in both conferences in the NFC or the AFC. Uh, the race is very close. Only six total teams, Tanner, have been ruled out of the playoffs. Only six teams, right? So I, I know we, six teams. No one thought anything of ever. We all expected that very thing. That 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 very thing. Uh, even some of the teams that still have a chance, we can we can all but rule out. Uh, but that's just kind of showing you only you know only sixteen six teams have been ruled out. A lot of teams could could very well still make it. Uh, if it's cool with you, Tanner. Let's start with the AFC and predict who or which teams we think are going to make the cut. All right. Let's go to the AFC uh, right now. The Chargers, the Colts. In the Bills, right? They are in those three wild card spots at this point in time. Browns, Bengals, Broncos. I think those are the biggest competition to those spots. But Taylor, let's start at the five spot. Who do you think will end up at that five wild card spot? Well, I'm going to say the Chargers will be the fifth wild card seed, or the fifth seed in the AFC, because I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs. If they beat the Chiefs on Thursday, which I think they be, will, it might be the Chiefs at number five. Oh, I so would love say, that. So I'm going to say that. Chargers at five because I think they're going to, the Chiefs are going to win the division. And I think the Chargers team is a year away from being like a real threat in the AFC, but they're a threat to beat anybody. You know, like this team is super talented. Yeah, for sure. Justin Herbert, guy taking that next step in his second mm-hmm. year. He's got the offense. The defense is pretty good, not great, but it's good enough to win you some games. Uh, it's not too much. It's not a liability, I would say, at this point in time. You know, right? So he's got a good roster. Uh, seems like he's got a good offensive-minded coach with him as well. Right? He goes for it in those. I don't know if he loves going for it all the time in those fourth-down situations. I probably would if I was a quarterback like that too. But a lot said. Easy to say. I got, I got, I got the Chargers at number five as well. Everything you just said. Uh, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs per se. I, I do think they have a chance at winning this game on Thursday. Uh, but am I going to sit here and say they're going to win the division at this point in time? I am not going to say that. Not not that hot of a take at this point in time. Uh, so Chargers get that spot, that five spot. That's almost a, a, like a, a give me to me at this point in time. Because I think they are. When, when we're talking, yeah, I think all, it'll all be Chargers or Chiefs. Like they, I, yeah, I think they're the best team that we're talking about right now. As far as these, these people fighting for for these wild card spots, I think the Chargers are more. More than likely at the top. Uh, what about that six spots? We both have the Chargers at five. What about six? At six, I have the Buffalo Bills because I think the Patriots are going to win the division. Yeah. So and I, I think they're. I think the Bills. The Bills are in the are the last team in the AFC that I think because I think the AFC is so wide open can it's, win the AFC. I think there's six teams that could win it, but or have enough talent to win it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah sure. so I, I I think this Bills seems really good. I was pretty impressed by what I saw in the second half Sunday against the Bucks, and I mean, yeah, they're the hometown team. How can I pick against them? Yeah, I got Buffalo at that number two or that number six spot as well. Um, I like Buffalo better than I like the Colts. I like Buffalo better than I like the Browns, better than the Bengals, better than the Broncos. You know, so it's kind of just like okay, they go here at number six, and I guess right because I think they're better. 
than every single one of those other situations, all those other teams out there. So I'm the same with you. They're seven and six right now, not going to win their division more than likely Patriots. I don't, I don't want to say have it up, but when they win this weekend, if they, I don't say wait, if they win this weekend, they're going to have it locked up, right? They're going to be a real chance to even get that number one seed in the AFC as they have a decent chance of doing this point in time. Uh, so chargers at five, we both have the bills at six. Who slips into that final seven spot? Do you think the Colts stay in or like a Browns, Bengals, Broncos? Who, who do you got at number seven? Okay, so the way I picked my games was I went to the ESPN playoff machine. I love play, playing around on that thing, uh, seeing like who goes in if this game is switched, who goes in if that game is switched. So I have the Browns in the seven spot. It comes down to week 18. You got Bengals, Browns. I had if the Bengals win that because I really don't know who wins that game. If the Bengals win that game, I had the Colts making it in. And then if the Browns win that game, the Browns make it in. I have the Browns as the seventh seed. They're, so they win. You think they they're going to take it then? All yeah, right. I, I think they are. I do not have the Browns. I went with the Colts, even though they do have a tougher schedule to get there. I just think they're they're better built I, at this point in time. They have the best running back in the league, Jonathan Taylor, who has been tearing up next to anybody that he plays. They've been playing some pretty solid football. The fact that they were able to turn their season around after having such a bad start, I think, is is super impressive and is a testament to this team, how good this team is, how good this team can be. Uh, so I do think that the Colts sneak in. And 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 so I, I have the Chargers, the Bills, and the Colts as my three uh, AFC wild card playoff teams. All right. Yeah. So I think the, I think the Bengals and Colts have good shots as well as the Browns to get that seven spot. So we both don't but, have Cincinnati in there. Yeah. Neither which, has the Bengals getting in. Yeah. And I think I've seen people pick the Bengals lately to win the AFC North. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely a possible, you know, with, with what's like, left. I don't right? think but so. I don't think so either. And I don't like them. I don't like them better than Buffalo. I don't like them better than the Chargers. They just got stomped by LA last time they played a couple of weeks ago. And then the Colts, I, I think I just like the Colts a little bit more. Uh, yeah, just, me, just, me just too. because of Jonathan Taylor, they have a guy like that on the roster, you know, but it's very close. I wouldn't be too shocked if since he snuck in, uh, but yeah. Both, both kind of on that same page, I feel like, as far as they go. Uh, let's see. NFC. Okay, the okay. NFC. So we want to talk about the, the next conference. Right now, the Rams, 49ers, and Washington. The team, I think we, I think we talked about it off, Mike, uh, but you were kind of talking about Washington sneaking in like three weeks ago. You know, you, you've been kind of talking about this. So, we'll, we'll, Yeah, whenever the Bucks lost to him. Yeah, you were you were. I was like, I was like, I was like, after that one. Yeah, I was like, this team might be a playoff team. Trying trying to get some you know excuses out of there, hundred percent. But hey, you ended up being right. You know, they're they're in that seventh spot right now, fighting for that final spot. We'll we'll get to them. Let's start at number five. The Rams, though, we we agree they're nine and five. They have that spot locked up. Rams are going to be the five seed more than likely. You know, if they don't, yeah, go up any I agree. Higher, they don't go up any higher. They're going to be the, the five seed. You know. So. Yeah, and they have terrible COVID problems. I don't know if you saw that. That is today. true. Mm-hmm. I did. Odell's out. They were already missing several players before that. So, not great. 
not great whatsoever for sure. Kind of, you know, best, best wishes for that roster right now, but it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be at that five spot. Uh, I get the 49ers though, Tanner, they're seven and six right now. I got the 49ers getting in there at that six spot. I think the Niners make it. Yeah. Yeah. So do I, I also have the Niners at the six spot. I think they're I gonna almost get nine had them. Pa- Whenever I went through and picked the games, I almost had them pass the Rams. I think they're going to get more than nine wins. I think they're going to get. They're going to go ten wins. And I and nine should be enough though. Nine. Yeah, very for sure. Well I, should I be enough definitely think in. nine wins gets you into the playoffs. For well, that they play. At, they play Atlanta. Atlanta and Houston are the two almost softballs, but they also play the Rams again and Tennessee. So maybe they can make it close with Tennessee. Beat Tennessee. Maybe they can hang with LA. Uh, I played it safe and said so they go two and two. They get nine wins, and I, that's definitely enough to get in there. So, I, yeah, they, they get in at that sixth spot for sure. That final spot, though, is such a toss-up, man. I want to say the Vikings because they are easily the best team. We're talking about them, Washington, Philly, uh, I don't know. New Orleans. New Orleans, thank you. This is the best team out of all of them. You know, the Vikings have the best roster, the best players. When you, when you, if you put them all on a piece of paper – they're all going to be playing for the Minnesota Vikings there, but they play Green Bay, they play the Rams, but they also play the Bears twice. You know, so who's to say they're not going to beat Chicago twice, lose those other two? They get eight wins, and eight wins should be enough to get you in the playoffs. But with what we've seen from this team, Tanner, are they going to beat Chicago twice? <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, this is a team that lost to Detroit last yeah. week, so I wouldn't be too surprised if they dropped to Chicago. I have so who who did you say at seven? I think it depends uh, who wins the matchup, the in division matchup between Philly and Washington. But I'm gonna go with Philly. Okay, I'm gonna go with Washington. I had I Washington like as a seventh seed. Stay with the same seedings they have right now. Okay. I think if Washington can split against Philadelphia, I think they get this spot. Yeah, they have a chance. You know, because I, I think you're gonna have a good chance. You have two or three teams at eight and nine. And it's going to come down to some tiebreakers and and individual right matchups, now, right? So and whoever, then right now, Washington has some tiebreakers over people. Yeah, they they definitely have more in division wins um, in comparison to to Philly. I think Philly lost to the Giants, and I don't believe Washington has right. So Washington's ahead. Obviously, Dallas ahead now with with winning. Uh, they've they beaten all three teams now at least once, you know. So that they're clearly going to be the number one seed in the NFC East now. But I went with Philly. I like them a little bit better. Uh, I'm not sure if if uh, Hertz isn't playing. I, I really don't think they will. If it's going to be if it's going to be Gardner for the rest rest of the year, which I'm not I'm not 100 sure what's going on uh, with, with with Hertz right now. But if he can come he has back, an ankle sprain. Pretty sure is an ankle. Either way, if he can come back and play, I do think they're going to get out there and get. I think he is. They're also leading leading the league right now in rush yards per game. Philadelphia, so they do have an identity, and I think they are slightly better than a team in Washington. So I think they'll get it. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna come down to those in division matchups. So lastly, though, I have the Rams, Niners, and Philly. You're keeping it the same with Rams, Niners, and uh, the team with no name. Correct? Yep. <laughs> I like back to back worst playoff records for the Washington football team. But getting in the playoffs, absolutely crazy. Uh, you can do the bare minimum sometimes and still make it. Washington kind of proven that to be true here. Uh, but yeah, man, that those are the six teams we think are gonna make it uh, in in the in those final wild card spots, man. And when when you're looking at every team in the wild card, I think it's safe to say for me the Rams are by far the best team who are gonna be playing in the wild card or, or the best team who are in the wild card spots? I should say. 
Yeah. That's the best and team. That's a, I think right now it's looking like the Cowboys are going to be the four seed. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a tough draw in the first round. It's four or five, man. Yeah, they're going to be playing the Rams in the first round, and that is exactly that going to be a very tough matchup. As far as who would be favored in that game, I don't even know at this point in time. It'd probably be a pretty small, pretty close line. It'd be in yeah. Dallas. It'd be, in, it'd be in Dallas, though, so maybe Dallas does get the non. We'll kind of have, I, I, I bet it's a one-point, you know, or even even line, honestly, when something like that happens. We'll have to see, but yeah, more than likely, Rams-Cowboys, you know, that's going to be the matchup in the first round, more than likely. Not something I love, but a true test, and if they can get a win there, who's to say they can't go and win, you know, the the rest, uh, you know, the rest of the teams that, that fall before them, right? So who knows? We'll see when we get there. If it's cool with you, though, Tanner, it's time to move on and talk about the man of the hour, the man of the day, the man of the week, I even should say, in Bordell, Stephen Curry. He officially broke Ray Allen's three-point record tonight. I was able to watch it while I was doing my notes for the show, so luckily it wasn't the late game. They didn't have to kind of take the L on that one, but he finally did it. You know, it was, it, there, was there was so much buildup, so much buildup, saying Steph Curry's going to hit 16 threes against Portland Oh come on! You're setting the you're setting the guy up to fail, you know, in, in a scenario like that. It kind of does just prove to the testament of Steph Curry to the fact that people were literally expecting him to hit 16 threes in a game, which has never been done. Okay, <laughs> that, that, that that has never been done in the history of the game, not even by a guy like him. Uh, so the fact that people were saying that is is a, is a little ludicrous. But either way, yeah, isn't now, his career high 13? 13. He might have hit four. Yeah. 13 because I think Clay has 14. Uh, so because Clay passed him on the right, or, or Clay has 15 and Steph has 14. It's it's either one of those two. Either way, none of those guys have, have hit 16 threes in a single game. So he would have to have the most uh, most threes in a single game to make the most threes in NBA history. Yeah, that would have been a pretty <laughs> insane uh, game to do, a pretty insane stat, but ultimately not necessarily something that's really possible. But something that's cool, though, Tanner, when you're looking at, you know, Ray's situation, because obviously he passed Ray Allen. When you're, when you're looking at Ray's situation, I know it's a different game today. He's taken way more threes. It's a three-point league. Ray, it took Ray Allen, though, 1,300 games, 1,300 games to hit 2,973 three-pointers. So 1,300 games. It took Steph Curry 788 games to hit one more three than that. Okay, so almost, you know, not half. But close to that half, Mark, it took Steph to make the exact same amount of threes. So it's absolutely insane. He is by far the best shooter in NBA history. That is not even up 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 for opinion now. There's nothing. The stats do nothing but say it's a guy in Steph Curry. And it would have been even sooner. The fact that it, it's taking him this long is a little embarrassing because now it's, it's not embarrassing by any means. But still, he could have broken this thing. A, you know, a season ago, last season, but he's been sidelined due to injury for almost two and a half total seasons in his career. So imagine if he had two and a half of those seasons back. This record's been broken for a year, and it's no big deal at this point in time, you know, but it's crazy, and I don't think it's ever going to be broken. I don't think this is a record that is going to be broken, Tanner. Even though it is a three-point league, I think he's going to pretty much lock that thing up, at least for the rest of my lifetime. I'm thinking Steph Curry's going to be the three-point league. Honestly, yeah, I mean, it's tough to say just because in your lifetime, I mean, you're only in your early 20s, you know, like some guy could not be born yet. That's a better shooter than Steph Curry. Yeah, but so you don't know, but 
Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, he's still got years left to, to destroy, like just to keep racking on to numbers to it, this. Man, just to make it unreachable almost. So, yeah, yeah guys are going to have to be consistently good from three for 20 years. For you know? decades. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Just so, like, yeah. So it's like, I don't know about impossible, but yeah, it's going to be pretty hard. Well, he's got – I think he has about seven, eight eight years left, probably left in the tank, I would say. He's about 33. Seems a little high, but maybe. He's about 33 with the way that he plays. Not I a whole lot of guys play to 40, though. I mean, in the NBA, I think that's becoming more of a factor. People are playing longer like that. And the way Steph take care, takes care of his body, the way of his game is just shooting the basketball. I think he's going to play till he's at least 40 years old. And if he's, he's he averages 236 threes per season – but that's including the years he missed half the year, over half the year due to injury. So he only was able to make like 50. Uh, but more recently, the last three full seasons that he played, he averages 338 threes per season. So it's about th- about that many for the next, you know, we'll, we'll we'll put it at, you know, seven years. We'll make, we'll say 300 threes for the next six, seven years. He could add another thousand to 2000 threes on top of this thing. He could add another thousand to two thousand on top of about three thousand threes already. I mean, he could have almost five thousand threes made by the end of his career, right? So it's hard for me. I don't think next anyone's going to be able to catch it. But again, who's to say he hasn't already been born yet? The three pointer is becoming the most popular shot in basketball. Uh, let's get to this though, Tanner. Before we uh, wrap up the show today, let's get to this. I secretly think so. It's kind of been you know tucked tucked in my in the back of my pocket. I haven't really been able to whip it out yet. Uh, but I think Steph Curry might be a top two point guard of all time, and I'm not so sure he comes in at that second spot. And that that's just for me. I know he's top two. It's a little. That's, I know it's a little a radical. Little early. It's a little radical, but he's a again. I'm I'm pretty confident in this. I think he's gonna get another MVP. I think he's gonna get another uh, championship, and that obviously cements it for him. If he does those, that cements it. I think he's the best point guard of all time. Oh, the way he changed. I think that puts him right there. I don't know if that definitely makes. Let me just ask you this number. question because I think you, he's definitely number two. Let me ask you this question: You're starting a team, all-time team. Who do you want as your starting point guard all time? I think that's a very simple question. Who's the best point guard of I all mean, time? I mean, can I take? I mean, if I'm taking the best, like, player at each position, I think I would take Magic. He's more of a, like, he's a better passer. That's it. And that's like that's what. That's the it. Point guard needs to be if they're if he's got he's not your conventional point guard, don't get me wrong. But Magic Johnson also isn't averaging 32 points per game. Yeah, you're right. No, 50, 40, I mean, 90. I don't know. All I'm saying is he, he changed the game of basketball. He doesn't no have one plays fi- the game. Doesn't like have five game. ranks. Doesn't have five. He's got three. I think he's gonna get four. I yeah, if he get, if get... he gets four and he gets another MVP. I think that puts him right there with Magic. If he does one of those again, it's a bit of a hot take. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say it's not. I just um, think it's early. I think he has a chance to do it's it. It's a little early, but I just I just I've don't seen, think he's there yet. No, that's that's totally fair. I'm not asking you to come to my side by any means. That's that's 100 fair. He hasn't done enough quite yet. But from what I've seen, but so I think far, he's number two. From what I've seen so far, I just don't think there's anything anyone touching that guy. What I've seen, I know he doesn't have the personal the accolades a guy like Magic does. But oh my. Gosh, can that a lot man... of a lot of lists have him as like the number five point guard of all time. Uh, what Steph? I mean, I think he, I yeah. think pretty much everyone thinks he's top three right now at the very least. I think most people I mean, say. He's I, top I was three. looking at I was looking at lists today that had him at number four. 
oh, that were published like a month ridiculous. ago. That's absolutely. Those guys are looking for hot takes. They're looking for people like, oh my gosh, he doesn't think Steph Curry's a top three point guard all the time. My point guards all the time. I'm gonna list them off. I got Steph at one, Magic at two, Isaiah at three, Oscar at four. I put Stockton at five, but I don't think Chris Paul's too far outside of the top five. If Chris Paul would have won that championship this past season, I think he is in the top five. Uh, but one of the biggest chokers in NBA history, I give uh, John Stockton I mean, the John uh, Stockton never won one either. No, at least he made it to a couple, and he ran into the great Michael Jordan. Okay, I, I'm not, I'm not going to take too much away from him to losing to Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals, which everybody does, by the way. Everyone loses to Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals. That's just, just kind of his thing. Uh, but w- before we wrap up, I, I want to say one thing. I think it's too emotional or too touchy, but Steph Curry is a huge reason why I'm even getting into you know this kind of business. He's a huge reason why I'm, I'm so, I don't want to say in love, but yeah, in love w- with the game of basketball and just sports in general. So a lot of, a lot of props go to him for, for me, even you know, for us even starting this podcast and for me even going into this line of work. And he definitely has helped me love and appreciate, you know, the game and, and just, you know, continue to grow those two things for me. And I can't believe I've been a fan of his and the Warriors for almost a decade now. It's kind of crazy that I've been kind of on his wagon for so long, but uh, it feels great and can't wait to see what happens next for the guy. And hopefully one day I have the uh, chance to talk to him and sit down and ask him what he thinks of everything, obviously. Right. But yeah, just have to get it out of the way. He's a big part of why we do what we do here at dudes talking sports. Uh, Tanner though, before we uh, say goodbye, cool fight, cool fights this past weekend. I know you wanted to touch on. Yeah, there were two title fights in the UFC this weekend. Uh, Amanda Nunes was minus a thousand as a favorite for That's her nuts. title fight. Hadn't lost in years. Yeah, she goes out there and she loses to a girl that. She's the number three ranked fighter in the world, but no one thought she stood a chance against Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes is one of the most dominant. She's the greatest Emos, female. Right? She's yeah. the greatest female fighter of all time by yeah. far. Yeah, exactly. So to go out and upset her, that's huge. And then the Dustin Poirier, uh, I always butcher his name, Oliviera. I think fight that's right. Was, yeah. It was also very good. Uh, Olivier, Poirier, uh, though, <laughs> got Olivier kind of took it to him. So yeah, it was it was a, it was a great card, really real entertaining. Yeah, I, I I saw the highlights. Lead, I saw Nunez and uh, what's her name? Both both the girls are standing uh, face Pena to Juliana, standing, Pena or something like that? just standing face to face, absolutely just decking right right in each other's in, in their teeth and their nose and their eyes, and and they're not even trying to shield away from. They're they're just both standing there throwing haymakers. Uh, so I, I, it's not usually something you see in men's fighting at times, but usually they're dodging, getting out of the way. I thought it was interesting for the women's fight. They're just standing face to face, bare, you know, just, just going at each other. So I thought that was pretty funny, pretty interesting to see and watch uh, the, the, the women's aspect of it in comparison to the men's and you know, the differences in those two fights. Oh, yeah, Poirier, though, he, he got it take, taken to him. He won, won his last two fights, last three fights, even comes in here feeling pretty confident, kind of gets – his butt woke, right? So a little disappointing for a guy in that. Uh, not able to kind of Yeah, kind of a fan favorite off. guy that kind of went out and lost. Yeah, exactly, right? So that's definitely disappointing. But I'm not the biggest UFC guy, not going to act like I am. I think the most interesting fights, I can't help myself, are the ones that have to do with a guy in Conor McGregor. I I, I, I can't help myself. He, he gets me to a TV screen. So uh, I, either though he's not the most talented fighter, you know, into in, in 
today, obviously, that, that he used to be, but he's still one heck of an entertaining guy, and he is a guy who does get me to the to the TV screen as far as you know UFC goes. Uh, but Tanner, announcement, we are not going to be having an episode next week for the holidays, right? So this is going to be our last episode for two weeks. Two weeks, I guess. Yes. Yeah, you know, we'll, so. uh, next episode will be on the 29th ish the when you know two wednesdays from now exactly so uh yes the 29th so we want to say happy holidays merry christmas to all our listeners out there we appreciate every single one of you coming out and taking the time to listen to us week in and week out we would not be here tanner and i would not be here doing this without you guys listening so thank you all for your continued support we continue to grow and uh it's been a great year tanner it's been a phenomenal year can't we see what we accomplish next year man yeah uh Next show will be our last one in 2021. First year uh, we've been together on this podcast. Yeah, looking forward to uh, 2020, but yeah. Looking forward to uh, many years together, hopefully, right? The uh, podcast divorce rate is pretty high, but me and Tanner, you know, through thick and thin, here we are (laughs) together week in and week out. I want to urge all you guys to go check us out on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore pod on whatever platform you're listening on. Subscribe, leave us a comment. We appreciate any feedback from you guys. Uh, next week, we will be tweeting and posting on all our social medias, our picks of the week. So if you want to know what, what games we're going to be picking next week, despite not having a show, make sure you go follow us on all of our social media pages. Tanner, though, that's it for this week's episode, my man. Sounds great. All right, guys. Thank you all again for your support. We'll catch you in about two weeks. All right. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. your co-host as always Casey Foreman alongside my co-host Tanner File.
Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player. For sure, uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude. Talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.